Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal. Click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace, along with Blake Whitlow here for another Spawn Daily episode. We're up to issue number 64. Last time we left uh, off with issue 63, Spawn was armed to the teeth on his way to confront Jason Wynn. And uh, that leads directly into this issue, which is all action. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so you guys can see this awesome looking issue uh yeah so uh great cover it spawns almost unrecognizable on that cover by capullo as he's uh, all geared up and uh we'll see you'll see in a moment where that's coming from in the story real quick uh the credits before we get to that story by todd mcfarland pencils by greg capullo we have chance wolf uh, and you'll notice he's credited first and todd mcfarland on ink so that I think this is the first issue where we see that previous to this uh, McFarlane had been listed first. So maybe a situation where chance uh, inked more in this issue than uh, McFarlane did or on letters, Haberlin and Kemp on colors as always. And then art direction and design by Brent Ash. We get a recap there again. Uh, Jason Wynn has been warned that spawns coming Al Simmons spawn looks like himself again for the first time in a long time, but kind of didn't, I don't know if he's overwhelmed by the fact that that's the case, not thinking clearly, but made an enemy out of his, his best friend, this guy that he finally connected with one, the one human other than granny Blake, who he can actually talk to. Uh, and Blake noted that very impetuous decision by Al to say, Hey, I'm going to go take care of Jason Wynn. And, you know, this is what he says to Terry Fitzgerald. I'm going to go take care of Jason Wynn and make sure your family is protected. But then I'm coming for my wife. Dude, she's not your wife anymore. But, you know, we've talked a lot 
about the reasons why Al Simmons maybe wants Wanda back, what she means to him in terms of how she reflects on the good in him and brings out the best in him and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this literally picks up seconds after the last issue ended there. We see spawn and he's got, um, I don't even know how many guns slung around him. He's, he's wearing a bandolier of bullets. He's got another bandolier of bullets in his hand. He's got a giant, uh, ray gun in one hand and grenades clipped to his, um, his harness there. And he's on his way to take out, uh, take out Jason Wynn. And we're told that he's got uh, a twofold strategy, right? He wants to take out the enemy and then he wants to have his chance to be back with Wanda. And they sort of go hand in hand because when Spawn last went to take out Jason Wynn, Jason Wynn told Spawn, told Al Simmons, hey, if anything happens to me, there's instructions to make sure Terry and his family are taken out. So Spawn wants to be sure that that's not the case and then go try to start his life over, which, you know, there's no acceptance in Al Simmons. Give him, give him that. He's got the tenacity. Uh, you could say stubborn if you want to look at it in a negative light uh, or pig headedness or bullheadedness or whatever, but he's not giving up on this idea that he's um, that he's still human. So, Meanwhile, at the headquarters uh, of the USSG, uh, we see this Commander Hull. We're told he's got nearly 400 troops. He's just deploying them uh, around the grounds and in the building to protect Jason Wynn because Jason Wynn had gone to his superiors and he just said it was a generic terrorist threat. So they don't actually know, the powers of B don't actually know that it's Spawn. Uh, So Spawn lands again. I don't know how long it takes before we stop seeing new powers from spawn. Although I guess we did see this in in a lot of ways last issue when the symbiote transformed itself into a a suit. Um, But again, very venom in this ability. Uh, And this time he, he has the symbiote transformed to look like the armor and whatnot that these other uh, soldiers are wearing. And of course the ordinance that he's carrying looks the same because he stole it from one of their caches way back in issue seven. So uh, you have something to add, Blake? Uh, Yeah. So uh, we saw this uh, power coming from Al uh, all the way back. in I think issue two, when he turns into the, the blonde haired white guy that goes to visit Wanda in the first place and then he faints once he sees her and yeah I I recall that but I, I the reason I don't see this as the same thing is because he specifically tried to make himself look differently and, and the second time I think he uses his power and he transforms he even complains about it. he's like all I can make myself look like is some white surfer dude here mm-hmm. he's able to control it you know not granted he's not trying to make himself look like a black man Right now, as a matter of fact, we know, we talked about it last episode, he looks like himself. Yeah. But he is able here to sort of control the, uh, you know, the appearance of what the symbiote transforms into. Now, maybe it's because we, you know, we've seen uh, or heard, especially from the violator, that the symbiote has evolved. You know, it's it's gone up to the next tier. So maybe that's why. Maybe, you know, early on issue two uh, or what have you that you're referencing the symbiote was much younger and, and wasn't as powerful. I don't mm. know. It's speculation at this point, yeah. but either way it's cool. And it allows, um, 
it allows Al to, to walk right into the building. Here's all these guys that are there to try to prevent him from getting inside. Uh, and he walks right in. And that's a great line. It says, uh, a ghost has become, a, has now become a chameleon as he, he walks in with uh, the forces that are there to stop him. Meanwhile, Sam and Twitch have arrived uh, at Rat City and they're confronting the homeless going, okay, we've had it with your, you know, see no evil, say, uh, hear no evil. Uh, and, you know, we know that you guys have more information about Spawn. We want to know who he is. And so there, Burke looks like he's uh, willing to rough up a few people. Um, but before that can happen, they hear some noise down an alleyway and they think, oh, maybe, you know, maybe that's Spawn in hiding. And they go head down the alleyway. And who do they run into? But Cog. Uh, and this is this foreshadows something that happens next issue, the entirety of next issue. Um, but Sam and Twitch are about to get some answers, finally get some answers. So um, Cog just starts laying it into him. You know, he's like, hey, uh, I know why Spawn, you know, put Billy Kincaid's body in your office. How do you even know that, you know, this body was found in our office? You have contacts on the police. Sam is much more fired up and ready to just like attack, <laughs> almost wants to punch Cog Astro. Twitch is more, okay, let's calm down, sir. Let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, you know, this could be, this could be good for us. So again, Cog starts saying, you know, Spawn's not here. Um, he's out there deluding himself into, into believing he can somehow go back to his past, recapture his past. Now we know he's referring to, you know, getting his wife back and Cog's like, yeah, he's in a very confused state, which he always seems to be in. And that plays right into hell's uh, ability to control him. And until he, he can get his anger under control He'll never have a chance to be a man again, which is, I find that to be super interesting um, because uh, of something you'll see at the end of this issue. And it, it makes me wonder if Al might not have been better off having, you know, made a different choice. Uh, but Sam and Twitch are like, are we supposed to believe all this mumbo jumbo that you're telling us? And Cogliastro is like, you know what? You can believe what you want. Um, I'm just, I'm just presenting the facts basically. So meanwhile, we see uh, this whole leader of the, the, the forces or whatnot is sending in all his um, all his troops into the building where uh, Jason Wynn is, is hiding out. But this is a building that Al Simmons knows well, right? It's basically where he worked. And so once he gets in with about the first hundred of the guards or so, he seals off the doors and we're told that the, it's on some sort of a time lock. And uh, it's not going to open for for eight hours. So while they're trying to figure out a way inside, uh, Hull orders the guys that are already inside to split up into teams of three and start securing different parts of the building. So Spawn goes with his two guys and takes them out pretty quickly uh, with his abilities, which I, I sort of feel bad for. Like I McFarland does try to soften the blow by saying that you know, these guys would kill spawn on site, but at the end of the day, these are just soldiers that are doing their job. You know, they're not evil. They're not bad. And spawn just kills them. Like you're done. So it's, uh, it's kind of morally questionable, but that's kind of all spawns character is he's, he does morally questionable things. These are effectively innocent people. 
people, as far as we can tell. I mean, we know that Jason is not shy to employ unscrupulous individuals uh, to achieve his goals. So yeah, all, we know, kinda... all of these could be cold-blooded killers, but we're not told that. So it's hard to, you know. Yeah, I think you sort of have to assume that. I mean, I think a little bit McFarland tries to give us give that to us, give us that impression subtextually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, because I mean, and if that is the case, then yes, this is morally questionable. If these are not, but if these aren't like scumbag psychos, then it's it. I think it crosses the line into just murder. You know, it's just people it's beyond their jobs. This yeah. is just their daily lives, and he's just ending them so he can scare Jason. Yeah. So you remember a couple of issues ago when the police all invaded Rat City how he was up there with the sniper rifle and was ready to start taking cops out and mm-hmm. cog stopped him. Um, and you, th- you know, at the time you thought, man, he, he was about to cross the line. You gotta he's stop doing- and think. And yeah. he's yeah. not doing that. He's just in his Al Simmons black ops mode where he's like, I'm going in, I'm taking him out. Yeah. From a story pointing perspective though, uh, a storytelling perspective, I think that, yeah, this, that is the difference. Like, McFarland didn't want him taking out police officers because, yeah, that, that does put Spawn in the bad guy silo, so to speak. But taking out these soldiers who, again, we're told will kill him on site. It's more self-defense. You know, it's more a question of these guys work for Jason Wynn. Jason Wynn's the bad guy. So uh, but it doesn't take long for Spawn to start uh, taking these guys out, divide and conquer, as it were. And even Jason Wynn, who's alone in his office, realizes something's not right. A bunch of them try to get up to the floor. Jason wins on spawn is hiding out on top of the elevator, clips the cable, which is brutal. We're told what's left at the bottom. Well, you know, once the elevator falls all the way to the bottom, what's left at the bottom is barely uh, what's left at the bottom barely resembles anything human. So that's not good, obviously. So uh, again, the guys outside are still trying to, to break in. Uh, spawns jamming different signals and different communication between inside and outside. Again, with that tactical knowledge of, of what the building looks like, he definitely has um, an advantage. So these soldiers all launch tear gas against spawn. They all have gas masks themselves. And once they realize that uh, they find the gas mask that spawn supposedly was wearing, so that fills them with confidence that, and that's exactly what spawn wants. He wants them to be overconfident because he doesn't breathe, right? It's like his lungs don't work like our lungs. So the gas mask was just a decoy, something to get them to uh, let their guard down. So he again, he takes out a bunch more of the soldiers that are inside and cuts the power to all of the building. So once that happens, um, they the forces that are outside lose radio contact. And so it's it spurs Hull to uh, try to get inside, you know, that much quicker. And the last few soldiers that are left inside the building spawn actually splits up from his symbiote and his symbiote kind of lays in ambush uh, and they go walking into the room. And then all of a sudden the floor rises up around them because the uh, symbiote had been disguising itself as the floor and uh, it, it rises up and, and swallows them basically. So uh, meanwhile, spawn himself has gotten into Jason Wynn's office and tells them, hey, it's Judgment Day. It's the day that uh, Spawn has been waiting for, obviously. 
what he he told when hey i was going to get to you even though you knew i was coming and he says let's get a few things straight i'm about to destroy your life power base everything you've built you know once i'm done with you none of your international contacts will even want to spit in your direction you know let alone do any kind of uh business with you and he says you know i'm your master now and if you do anything to hurt wanda or cyan or any of her family you die the same day and i think he's finally ready to, to come right out and say yeah i'm i'm al simmons um and he says you've already seen that nothing can stop me right which was the point of this exercise so now let me show you what you've created so you know who's going to be haunting you and he he allows the uh, the symbiote to pull back um but his face is no longer the face of al simmons it's uh, his face is barely discernible we're told he's got all kinds of rot and pus filled blisters and even as his mask is peeled away there's uh, bits of his decomposed flesh that fall away. So I can't help at this moment, but think of what Cogliostro was telling uh, Sam and Twitch, right? When they're asked, well, where, he's not, if Spawn's not here in this alley, where is he? Oh, he's out there trying to recapture his past, not realizing that, you know, that can't happen. And he, he's going to lose his chance of ever being a, a man again. Um, so is this, behavior like because really once again al simmons is playing right into the hands of what hell wants him to do hell wants him out there as an agent of chaos hell wants him out there killing people whether justified or not you know al is killing these soldiers mercenaries whatever they are killing them and and that's just getting more soldiers for malbolgia to recruit into hell's army he's doing exactly what hell wants him to do and in that way you know that that bolt of antimatter whatever it was that al simmons had done that allowed his some of his humanity to come back and manifest itself as actually looking like himself looking human he he pissed it all away by being vengeful by giving into his baser instincts uh, i mean that's my read on it maybe we'll be we'll mcfarland will come right out and say that but it's definitely the way that i I read this. So kind of the way I read it too is uh, he was given a brief chance to kind of enjoy, you know, life with a face again. But I think ultimately it was just a game that hell was playing against him to mess with his feelings, mess with his head. And, you know, in this crucial moment, right here where he's about to reveal who spawn is to jason win you know like like it's this big power play that from jason's perspective he has no idea who spawn is he's just like this vigilante who keeps on getting in the way but from al's perspective he has all that emotional context and this is like a big moment for him where he's about to reveal to his arch nemesis that yeah, buddy, you didn't actually kill me. I've been the one messing with you this whole time. I'm here to stay. You bow to me. And and he thinks that it's this big thing, but he doesn't realize. Yeah. It's so funny and ironic and sad all at the same time because he doesn't realize that his face has like melted away now. So what he thinks is like this big 
big power move, this big swing, this big reveal actually does not land. It just falls flat for Jason. Like he has no idea still. He's just like, what are you? <laughs> yeah. And, and Al's so wrapped up in the moment that he doesn't even realize, like what you would expect Jason Wynn to have, you know, if he recognized him to go Simmons or, <gasps> or something, you know, and he doesn't, yeah. do it. it's like, okay, you're some guy with really bad acne. I don't, with I don't a know. Hamburger like, face. Yeah. Yeah. Like who, who the <laughs> hell like? So, here, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Al does make his retreat at that point, just as Hull and his men uh, break in and he tells, uh, once again, he, he reminds Jason when I'm going to burn your whole empire to the ground and you're going to sit by and do nothing. If you you know try to defend yourself, you're dead. Uh, your directive be damned. And he, he goes leaping out the window, reuniting with uh, the symbiote as he goes uh, flying out. And once the forces get into the um, into the room, Jason, Wynn, he can't admit that uh, anybody was in there with him, you know, he can't admit that uh, he's been threatened. Uh, he's like, oh, there was nobody in here. You, there, there wasn't, you haven't seen a thing, not a damn thing. Um, you know, he's got to play this and keep it all really close to the vest. So uh, another really good issue. One of my favorite issues we've covered in a while, because it was just action packed from, from start to finish. So really, really fantastic issue. Uh, and as much action as there was some, some cool character moments too, though, because I think that that moment where, Al allows his face to be seen. And then we find out that it's, you know, rotting away again, especially adding that touch of having some of the rotted flesh, like fall off and float to the ground. That's just really good storytelling. Uh, The art in this one too. Great from Capullo, Chance Wolf and McFarlane as well. Um, Cause there's a lot of detail. Typically in what we've seen in the past, when you get uh, an issue like this, that's, got a ton of action um, that Capullo has gone a little lighter on the backgrounds at times with those issues, but that's not the case with this one. He, he really knocks it out of the park. Um, so yeah, uh, this is definitely one of my, one of my favorite issues that we've, that we've read so far. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. It moves the story forward and it also uh, takes Al back a little bit because he thinks that he's he's got control of the situation, but then we find out at the end that he doesn't have the control that he thinks that he has. He's still playing Hell's game. He's Hell's pawn in all this. Yeah, and the other thing about it is Sam and Twitch are finally getting some of the answers that they've been looking for for a long time. So you We're wonder how that in the next episode where yeah. is a big tell-all. Yeah, that's and that's really interesting as well. And then the last thing that I'll say about this issue is you wonder about Al's decision to go and and confront Terry Fitzgerald or, or to reveal that, hey, you know, he goes to him. You know, we saw this last issue we, he, uh, or last episode. He goes to him and says, hey, I just wanted you to know, look, I got my face back. I'm coming for my wife. And also I'm going to take out Jason Wynn. Terry's like, what, you know, what are you talking about? That's not what we had planned. Well, we can't go with what we had planned because wins on to you. I, you know, this is what has to be done. I just wonder about that approach, right? Something else we've talked about a lot with Al acting instinctively and impetuously and not thinking things through. Not that he necessarily needed help here with the, these soldiers, um, but 
Jason uh, or uh, Terry Fitzgerald knows that building in and out as well. So rather than going to Terry Fitzgerald and say, Hey dude, I'm taking my wife back. Um, and by the way, I'm taking out Jason Wynn. You know what? You guys were working so well in partnership. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I, this is what I've told Wynn. I want to see what the strength of his response is. Like, why would you not want Terry's help instead of there is a version of events that could have played out here. And I, I love the, the line of thinking that you're going is like, if spawn, if Al had held back a little bit, not been so hot headed, not try to reclaim the life that is gone from him and just accept things as they are. He could have teamed up with Terry. He could have done another black ops mission into this building. No one would have to die and he still could have made the power play against Jason, ensuring Terry and the Fitzgerald family's safety. And it's a move against Jason, showing that there's nothing he can do to actually stop Spawn. Like, it, he didn't have to burn the bridge with Terry. Well, not only that, if, if what we're saying is right about the reason why Spawn's face starts to revert to the rotted, pockmarked, chewed up bubblegum... If he goes in there, Black Ops, with Terry as an ally and doesn't kill anyone, does he still get to keep looking human? Yeah, like we we don't know. And and what's great is like there isn't conclusive answers. It's it's so rich with the ambiguity, all those what ifs and and should I haves. And it's, ah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to ask Todd when we get him on the show. It's almost like we'll have to, get, we need to get him on the show and go, okay, we've covered, you know, 60, 70 issues, whatever, and be like, we, I have one question about each issue. It's just, yeah. here we go, light, <laughs> lightning round, 70 questions in 60 minutes. So, sure, a Todd, lot of Todd could never be like, uh, that was yeah. 30 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is, if, if you've ever listened to Todd give an interview, there's no way the guy can answer a question. I'm, under a minute he oh, loves to talk especially so. about spawn so yeah I, i'm saying 70 questions in 60 minutes he couldn't answer 60 questions in 60 minutes he probably couldn't even answer 30 questions in 60 minutes because he you know he goes off on tangents or whatever that's p- part of what we love about him because he's so passionate yeah uh, but yeah it's 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 kind of funny but I, I will i mean i have so many questions hopefully we'll get him on the show at some point but it's so great uh yeah anyway uh any any other last thoughts about spawn 64 before we call it good no uh i i well i guess there's one thing i really like that final panel that final page of uh spawn reuniting with uh the red part of his symbiote and and just like jumping off into the distance it's uh it's something that we've seen before he can separate from a symbiote but it's an interesting kind of power that he doesn't really utilize a ton and it's just kind of cool to, you know, acknowledge that his suit, K7 Letha, is a living thing that he he lives with symbi- symbiotically and uh, it can do things independently of him. So it's just, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's a cool thing to see. Yeah, it's definitely a cool aesthetic. And that kind of coincided with Capullo coming on the book. And we were even told, yeah, that, you know, next level it has evolved because I mean, don't get me wrong, right from the start, McFarlane was drawing this cape as this enormous thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but Capullo takes it to the next level. I mean, look, look at the size on that panel. Look at the size difference between spawn as he goes leaping out the window and, and that cloak. I mean, it dwarfs him. Gigantic. Yeah. It's absurdly huge, but because it's like this amorphous netherworld entity that is alive like like you kind of roll with it it's it's almost less ridiculous knowing that it's a living thing that came from hell instead of just saying oh it's a cape yeah. like it's more than just a cape it's it's a it's this being of huge huge untapped power and i don't know it's it's just a cool shot it's, it's so cool yeah, great, great art in this one. Uh, as we said, just with all that, with all that action, uh, Capullo knocked it out of the park. So, uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Everybody, uh, we'll be back with issue number sixty-five next time. Um, and just in case you're you're you haven't been listening to all, all the episodes and you're wondering, ah, should I go back? And well, make sure you tune in for sixty-five because sixty-five is an issue that if you if you're struggling to define the issues, uh, the back issues or, you know, digitally or whatever, like 65 is basically kind of a recap of the entire history of Al Simmons and spawn up to this point. So it's very much kind of a, a great jumping on point. And I also wonder about the timing of that coinciding, putting out a kind of an origin or recap issue when the spawn movie was dropping into theaters. So I think one probably had to, to do with the other. So anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Appreciate you joining us as always. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.